Welcome to the SBS Tour de France Avic Zwift podcast. From plenty of first-hand experience, I know that Zwift makes indoor riding fun. And watching the Tour de France Femme Avic Zwift only adds to the fun. This is the first women's TDF in decades. So Zwift is calling on fans to watch the Femme and cheer on the women's peloton in action. And I'm pretty sure it'll inspire you to ride because the finish line, well, that's just the beginning. You could even watch the tour while riding on Zwift, joining a group ride, doing one of the workouts, or exploring some of the roads of France, like the Ventop Climb, Alpe de Zwift, or the Champs-Élysées. To dive in and start riding with a free seven-day trial, head to Zwift.com. Here's Christophe and Macca with the SBS Tour de France Avic Zwift podcast. Bonjour, 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 and uh, welcome to the Zwift SBS Cycling Podcast. Before we start, let me uh, remind you that you can uh, download, stream, or subscribe to our podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash sport, or log a ride with our friends at Zwift. Joining me is my dear old good friend, Dave McKenzie. Oh, we you? go way back, don't we? <laughs> we do. We, we go do. we go back 26 podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> That's as far as I can and look back. And a few back. thousand prior to that. It's <laughs> good to be here. Another hot day in the sun. Longest stage for the women. I like the stage. Yeah. I said to you earlier, look, there was a, it was that classic Tour de France, whether it be men or women, long stage, hot, sunny, breakaway. We sort of always knew it was going to get caught, but I didn't mind it. I just, I liked it. And, and we got to... the we got to see a bit more uh, camera shots in the peloton. No, that was Still good. getting to know a lot of these these women, and it, it was good. I liked it. Absolutely, totally agree. So it was stage five of the Tour de France Femme for 2022. Um, we'll go into uh, details in a second about um, how, it, how it went. But we are in Saint-Dié, and we were in Saint-Dié a few years ago. It was a start of, I think it was stage five Actually, as well. Yeah, of start. Uh, yeah, start of stage five in uh, 2019 as well. Uh, but it's it's a great area for cycling de Vosges. Ah, oh, it's beautiful. It, it really is. It's um, it's sort of like these mid mountain range, you know, around you. It, you Pine feel, woods everywhere. Yeah, it is. It's really lovely. I, I don't think I'd want to be in winter. It'd be pretty damn chilly, I reckon. Well, yeah, it's, it's you'd have the wood quite... fire heaters going, wouldn't yeah. you? For sure. But no, it is a lovely, lovely area, and you know, it's nice because the men's race didn't come here, and obviously, pretty much wherever we go on the women's tour, the men's race didn't cover. So it's nice that we're getting to go to a different area. Yeah, and we talked about it before, uh, how clever and smart uh, the organization was to to just be able to select mid-sized towns, yes. which have experience in cycling. Like we said, Sandy hosted the Tour de France several times before, uh, and then just bring this sort of new energy and its own identity to the Tour de France Femme. Yeah, and again, the crowd was fantastic at the finish line today. We didn't, we all stayed at the finish. We didn't do the start today, um, being the longest stage, just to get here and um, enjoy it. But they were here early. The crowd was lining this finishing straight really early. And it's like this banging on the barriers. Yeah. It's like in the men's. It's getting its own life. It's getting its own <laughs> life. It doesn't happen in the men's so much. It happens a little bit. But here it's like each town wants to do better than the last town. It's and crazy. the funny thing is, I don't know if you were not here when that happened, but the whole security guards had to walk from the back of the line to the front of the line. They were running the roar of the crowd, cheering them on, just <laughs> having a run. And our dear good old friend Miguel, which is an inside joke, but yeah. Miguel, our good friend, you know what yes. I, that is. He was running last. <laughs> and they were just cheering him on. It was just a funny, a funny video. Oh, no, it, was a, it was a great atmosphere. And it's, it is, it, it, look, it is that slightly sort of more low key, I guess. Yeah. And the, like the men's race, let's face it, it's this 
beast of a circus that rolls into town and it's like this tidal wave and you get swept up in it and at the end of each day you feel like you've been in a washing machine there's less of that feeling here which is good yeah you know, and we haven't had let's let's be honest we haven't had the massive transfers that we've had on the men's race so this is i'm enjoying this a little yeah. bit more i must say absolutely okay that was our two cents about three minutes about uh, <laughs> uh, us ranting about the the tour de france but uh, there was a race on there was a race on there was a race on and uh, a winner that we've already seen winning on the champs elysees she's actually is the first ever yellow jersey wearer of the Tour de France femme avec Zwift, Lorena Wibes. Yes, she was. she's becoming and showing herself as the dominant sprinter, isn't she? Um, you know, we're talking in the in the truck with about 10 kilometres to go saying, I'd love to see the world champion win, uh, Elisa Battlesamo. Yeah, I would have loved to have seen the Italian cross the line just because I want to see the, the world championship second, jersey. Though. Yeah, she was second. So she's finding her legs, battle some more. I think she was actually she was about fourth or fifth on the Champs Elysees. I think she had a result maybe the next day, but she's there. So not yet, but Weavers is proving to be the the dominant sprinter, and her team did a fantastic job. And you know, it's it's the same as in the men. I think you get a sprinter, they get one win, the confidence grows, the team's confidence grows in their rider, in their leader, and again she delivered for them. Yeah, and then she's the first two-stage winner also of uh, yeah. the Tour de France Femme avec Zwift uh, and that, those are significant benchmark though like honestly first yellow jersey first time to be the double uh, winner of a, of a stage in a, in a tour she's writing her whole name in history in the history of this event yeah it's pretty cool and, I'm and building things up yeah yeah no but <laughs> you know? she is and you know I think back I was, I was chatting to my wife earlier this morning and um, she's just asking how's it going and etc etc and She said, as, as you know, she works in cycling and she said, you know, that the shot I love the most, which a few of us talked about, was we was on um, the Champs-Élysées with her, I'm presuming it was her child. I'm presuming it's not yeah. her niece or I could be wrong, but it was... Oh, a child. A, it, was, <laughs> it was certainly a child, but it was a lovely shot. You know, we see it with yeah. the men, with, with, their, with their son or daughter. And yeah, it, it's, it's really great when the women can, can you know, do that and they come back racing and it's like when we interviewed Lizzie Dynan, who's... Um, due with her second child and her team have given her, you know, that sort of leave to, to you know, yeah. her, her spot in the team is cemented and she's a superstar, Lizzie. But, you know, I think this is um, a really good time in, yeah. in uh, women's sport. What's interesting with Rubies as well is that they're pretty much in this tour two opportunities to win the sprint. There's two sprint stages. She won them all. She's because from now on, there's not really a near the opportunity for, for a sprint win. Uh, but she's won pretty much 100% of the sprints. Yeah, yeah. Of what we classify as sprints. And, you know, let's break it down into percentages. <laughs> eight days. What's that on a percentage? My brain's a little bit fried. It's 8%. No, no, eight, 16%. Is that right? I think it is. Yeah, something like this. <laughs> Some, one of you smart mathematicians is going to shut me down, I'm sure, but that's okay. It's a certain percentage. <laughs> Somewhere around that. Uh, but it, it's beautiful to see. It's beautiful to, uh, to see that uh, the performance is translated from what we were expecting from her, and she delivered. Yeah, yeah, she did. And, and look, and then you look down the list, Mariana Voss, third on the stage. So Mariana Voss, interesting, five stages four podiums on yeah, stages yeah, she's not missing fourth a time beat. on the podium she's not missing a she's bit. at a she's in i won't say career best form but she's is she's close to as good as she's been you know there was a period where we thought when i remember a few years ago voss had to have i think half a season or for all the season through injury and 
she had to have it was a bit of a slow return and we thought is that the last we see of the goat but here she is back and i think she's inspired yes yeah. she's inspired for the return of you know a multi-stage tour de france for yeah. the women and she wanted to be you know she wanted to be front and center and and be at her best and she certainly is and um so it's good we, to we, see call, we call her the goat so the greatest of all time uh does that suit her like is it is it the title of of how do you how think she likes it i don't know if she well, does is that what you're asking yeah yeah, yeah. i don't uh, know yeah, if she does a question i don't i haven't interviewed her a lot so you know you interview writers many times you get to know how they tick how they what they do like what they don't like and maybe sometimes the questions they they like you asking and the questions they don't like you asking And maybe that's a question I'll ask her. Um, is it something that she enjoys being referred to as? And, you know, we're talking, when I say that, I'm saying, and there's, I think we all agree in the SBS truck, that's men and women. Yeah, yeah, It's absolutely. not just the women. It's, yeah. She's the goat. She's, yeah. she's, when you've, you've, you've only got to go back and look at all, all of her stats and across multi-disciplines, she's, she's amazing. Um, I think she will. But if she doesn't like it now, I think she'll enjoy it in the future next time you interview her that's a question for that you is a question do you yeah. actually like being named a goat how, do, how does she take on that is, yes. it, is it added pressure yeah. i'm not feeling your questions but uh i like right. it no, <laughs> that's a good you are the questionnaire extraordinaire exactly <laughs> a questionnaire extraordinaire i should put this on my business cards <laughs> i like this uh, let's see something from the winner of the stage today lorena Wibbers. lorena huge congrats after champs elysees today you win the longest stage can you describe your feeling Yeah, I'm really happy, especially because Francie did such a strong effort with controlling the race from the beginning on. When the four went away, Francie took the pace of the peloton. Uh, she kept the gap the same and she did uh, an amazing effort. So I'm happy to finish it off. That's your 17th victory this season. Can we say you're the best sprinter in the world? Well, <laughs> if you're saying it, I don't like to say it. For myself but uh, yeah I felt today again strong in the sprint and I'm happy to deliver this sprint after a long stage. Today you wear the the green jersey which is Marianne one but this is the main goal of the end of the week. Today you scored many points. Yeah yeah it's it's still uh, a goal to get a green jersey uh, and also to keep the GC with Juliet. She's also riding really strong. And today was really a team effort, and that's the most important. Thank you very much, Lorena. Enjoy the podium. Thank you. Thank you. So that was um, the winner of the stage today, Lorena Wibbies. Um, can we talk about the Aussies? We had a bit of, of hope for this stage again. Um, how did they fare? Uh, yeah, look, Manly, top 10? Yeah, yeah. Alex Manley, 10th on the stage. She did have Ruby Roseman Gannon floating around with her. I'm not sure which one of them was going to do the sprint because they're both pretty quick in their own right. Ruby, however, crashed on that hairpin bend with about 1.5 kilometers to go. So that was a shame. We're still waiting for some uh, feedback um, from Bike Exchange. It's immediately after the stage now, so we don't have it yet to see how she is. Mm -hmm. And also Grace Brown crashed in that massive pile up. I got to speak to Grace. She's okay. She's taken a good little chunk off her knee though. Um, but she was okay. She's not having the best time, Grace Brown. No, Honestly, she's like, we need to talk to about, about this yeah, a little bit. Well, I, yeah, she's not. She's, she's had her fair share of bad luck, and, and the team has, but then they've also had that, that brilliant win. Um, Second with, with music as well. Yeah, yeah, and exactly with music. So, um, yeah, look, I think we're yet to see the best of Grace and not be 
through any fault of her own. I just think she hasn't had an opportunity yeah. yet. So I'm hoping maybe on the net, maybe tomorrow she'll have that. that so far, chance. I feel for her because we know how good she is, how good she can be. Yep. And and at the minute, it's not a form question; it's it's a luck question. Yeah, and she's also playing a, a, a domestic role. Um, but look, the other one we're going to mention, Anya Lowe, yeah, a break all day, 21 years of age. I mean. First Tour de France, late call-up, 21. Small team. Small team. In the, the youngest team in the race on an average of ages. I mean, this is, you know, it's super proud. Super proud of Anya and uh, super proud of all the Aussie women. But what Anya was, did today, you know, that, that was a big break too. Like, yeah. As in, they were out there for a long time. And it was a pretty hot day. All of them said it was a really hot day. So um, uh, kudos to her. So we are midway through the, the the race now. We have only the second part to, to go uh, towards the end. It's probably the toughest part. Are, they getting, are the riders getting a bit tired? How do you channel this tiredness? Because you know the, the hardest work is yet to come. I, that's exactly the question I asked a few of the Aussie women today when they crossed the line. I said, you know, are you, what's the sense of feeling in the peloton? You know, we're five tough stages down and they've all been really challenging even Champs-Élysées was 36 degrees yeah. was only an 80 kilometer stage but they've all been pretty solid pretty hard you know there's a few women now battered and bruised there's been plenty of withdrawals mm. because of illness or crashes so it's a real race of attrition um and you're right the hardest is still to come so yeah I, I think potentially maybe not tomorrow but I think certainly Saturday We'll see the race blow apart. We'll see the general classification riders emerge properly. Um, you know, I think. So you think we haven't seen the the GC? I think they're there, so but far? I think I, I think we're still going to see maybe a bit of a. So you still think Voss will not win this race? No, jury's out. No, I won't. I'm not saying she won't. I'm not saying she will. Oh, you're changing your tune. <laughs> I'm, I'm fence sitting. <laughs> I'm fence sitting. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm doing. No, I think that's the intriguing part. I think this. This race is on a knife's edge of who will win. I'm not convinced on Annemiek. Um, I'm not convinced that Cecilia Ludwig can't win. I think she can win. She's a minute 48 down. Now, imagine this. Imagine. Danish winner in a men's side and a potential Danish winner on the woman's side. Just take a second yeah. and imagine this. Yeah. And, and, you know, for all of our bias towards the Australians and our bias of who we want to see win, or, you know, we'd all love to see Voss win. She's, a, she's been a, a superstar oh, the for French. so many years. All the French. Yeah, not really, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for asking. <laughs> but um, you're right. Imagine if Ludwig won. She's, such, she's got this personality that, you know, is so good for our sport off the bike. She, her interviews are amazing. She's, yeah. you know, she, and she's a great rider. She's both. She's, she's almost a full package. And imagine that. Would that crowd in Copenhagen be the same or not? That we saw, I'd like to hope so. Do you know what? I will not pass by that idea no. from the Danes. Yeah. Because they would do this. Yeah, They're such yeah. a, a cycling mad uh, nation that yeah. they would absolutely make no difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a lot. I think there's so many storylines that are still to play out. And that's what we love when, you know, sometimes when you get towards the end of the men's, you say, well, you know, this guy, that guy, or this guy over here can win. No one else can win now. That, that's it. It's down to yeah. those three. I think in the women, I still really think there's six or seven women that can win this race. Yeah. If we just go back to, to the stage that we just had, uh, you mentioned in the intro of, the, of this podcast that it was the longest stage of the tour, probably the longest stage as well uh, ever in, a, in, a, in one Grand Tour. Um, and it's above the UCI regulation. Um, yeah, is I don't that, get, so how does that work? 
Oh, yeah, exactly. When you said that earlier today, that's the first I've heard. It's above what the UCI are, are saying as a limit for, for, for a women's race. But why? Why do we need this in a race? Is it, is it important to have this in yeah, a race? Yeah, uh, good question. Look, I think we do. I think, I think they, you know, it's, this is now meant to be the most demanding, challenging bike race for women in the world. That's what, that's what ASO want. That's what the Tour de France want. And I guess that's what we want as, as, mm -hmm. as journalists and the women want it. They want to say, yeah, if, if, okay, if you're going to put on a proper Tour de France for us, let's make it the toughest. Let's make it doesn't it have to be ridiculously tough. One long day, the rest are around that 120, 130 mark. So I think it's, I think it's certainly expected and certainly um, okay. And if it is above the UCI rules, well then change the rules. Yeah. <laughs> Recommendation, I think, not yeah. rules. No, sorry. The, you see a recommendation, not rules. Ah, oh, well, the, the French are good at breaking the rules. Yeah, well, but I was going to say, the recommendation <laughs> means basically do what you want. <laughs> yes, yes. So, yeah, no, it's fine. I think it's fine. Yeah. Okay. And it wasn't a, look, they were smart because it wasn't a super hilly day. So it wasn't, you know, ridiculously demanding. And the heat did enough because uh, Grace Brown did say, look, it wasn't a super tough day. She said it was super hot, though, and it was long. Yeah, so it was a long day in the saddle. Absolutely. Okay, let's look uh, now at stage six of the Tour de France Femme uh, for this uh, edition. We're going from Saint-Dié, uh, which is the, the finish tonight, uh, to uh, Rosenheim. Um, what can you tell us about uh, this stage, Maka? It's, it, it's starting to, to pinch a bit. Yeah, it does. Look, it's, it's not... It's a slow, bur it's a slow burner for the, for, the, for the mountains. It is, it is. So we've got three Category 4s, a Category 3. They're pretty much spread out from one climb at the early on in the stage, two in the middle, and then one right towards the end with actually just more or less nine, eight kilometres to go. It tops out. It's only a Category 4, but I think it's going to shape at two kilometres at 4.4%. It's probably just going to be enough. So, um, you know, I think, I think we'll start to see some splits at the end. I don't, I'm not sure whether the sprinters will make it over this or not. It's one of those in, 50 in terms 50s. of time difference and uh, time cut. No, 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 oh, no. In, in terms, terms of difficulty. Of, yeah, in, in terms of difficulty and making it, you know, will will Weavers make it to the finish and be able to sprint for a win? I'm not sure either way. I, I think it'll depend either. how hard it is early on yeah. as well. You'd have to pick someone on this stage. Who would you pick, mate? I know <laughs> you tried this in the men's comp all the way through. I get it. Yeah, I get it. We're still in the tipping comp, people. If you. It's not an in-joke. We've talked about it multiple times. Yeah. I know what you're up to. I'd, what am I up to? I, you know, okay, then. He's, I, I think I'm going to stick with Balsamo because I want to see the world okay. champion jersey cross the line. Arms raised. I think she's that sort of in-between. She's a, she's very fast, but she's very good. And Maka, look who's trying to come and see oh, us. Well, there were three guys <laughs> looking at the fence doing nothing. And in, in the end, yeah, and now they're walking off. We won't mention their names. <laughs> Ryder, you've made it back from some of the interviews and we, we touched on a couple of them. Did you get to talk to Ruby and how is she? Yeah, I did. Look, she's pretty exhausted um, and they were absolutely writing to get uh, Alex a result today. And Alex being 10th is a really good outcome, but you saw how hectic it was in those closing kilometres and Ruby had a small crash on that hairpin bend that we'd all looked at. So, yeah, she was really tired and, and a bit emotional, which is understandable. She's okay though, no damage. That's right. So nothing significant, which is great news, but such a massive day in the saddle for all these riders. 
Yeah. And what about Anya Lowe? Did you chat to her? We had an amazing chat to Anya. She's so composed. What it was brilliant. And and she just said, I was just doing my job and what do you know? And I felt pretty good. And she said, I, I tried to do just a little bit less than one quarter of the work in a break. And we said, gold star for you. So amazing outcome. She's feeling pretty good, she said. She's, she's one of my new faves. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> and, and all these uh, interviews will, of course, be on the uh, on the SBS Sport website. Uh, first time you did the Mix Zone as a, as a reporter. How was it? Yeah, it was good. I grew up in Queensland playing rugby, so I know <laughs> I know how to push people around. <laughs> and you're not your your what's your height? Uh, One seventy nine. Yeah, yeah, you got you got a bit of height there. Yeah, no? but it yeah. was it was uh, interesting. It was worse than a nightclub. <laughs> <laughs> it's good fun though, isn't it? It really is, and and what you get a sense of too is just how exhausted these riders are when they cross the finish line. How quickly they come into a group of people who are all standing there, like hyenas or piranhas or something, you know, all trying to get a comment. So it was fascinating. Yeah, thank you for popping in. I know you're uh, on, on a rush, in a rush now. So thank you for popping in, uh, Bridie. So, Maka, uh, you still don't want to tell me who's going to win this stage tomorrow? No, Belsimo. There you go. <laughs> I'm giving you... I'm, I'm, yeah, no, I've, look, yeah, I, I like to think someone like... I think she's going to get one. And this is probably the stage. I don't think she'll survive the two big mountain days to, to win. I don't think. I could be wrong. So I think tomorrow... Balsamo, the Italian. And of course, everyone listening at home, you know I want an Aussie to win. Yeah, we I want. do want an Aussie to win. How 100%. much do we need an Aussie win? How this? much do we need? We don't. We want it more than we need it. We Let's want it, it more way. than we need it. Look, we're super proud of all of them, aren't we? And so no matter what, doesn't matter. But wouldn't it bring the house down? Yeah. Wouldn't it bring the house Absolutely. down? Absolutely. It would just be just so amazing. good. So good. I had, you know, I had little dreams today of Anya doing it and as good a job as she did she just couldn't follow those two breakaway companions at the end but no all in all it's been uh, a good first half of the race yeah absolutely thank you Maka thank you this was the uh, Zwift SBS cycling podcast before we go let me remind you that you can uh, download stream or subscribe to our podcast on our website sbs.com.au slash sport or log a ride with our friends at Zwift until next time same place same time tomorrow it's bye for now Thanks for listening to the SBS Tour de France Avic Zwift podcast. I hope you're having as much fun as I am watching the Tour de France film Avic Zwift. As the finish line is just the beginning, the next step for me is to get ready for the Australian summer. So I'm going to keep fit and keep it fun on Zwift. A fun way to train is to join one of the group rides, hop in with a pace partner or an ad hoc bunchy and take on some of the great courses. My favourites are Ventop, Alp de Zwift, the RGV course in France, and the Japan-inspired Mercury Islands. And if, like me, you've been inspired by the women at the TDFFAZ, dive in and start riding with a free seven-day trial by simply heading to Zwift.com. Ride on.